When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. Hey, keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a bunch. Can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again. Twist a little bit of teeth because you got thick skin. Welcome into After the Snap. My name is Blake Ferguson. I am your host. I am here alongside my trusty co-host, Reed Ferguson, and we represent one half of the AFC East long snapping crew. We are here today to walk you through all things long snapping, all things beer, and all things college football. Reed, we've got a big college football episode ahead of us and i hope that you're ready because i am pumped i am pumped as well i want to get before we get into it i want to as much as i don't want to i we i think we need to recap uh the week that was week 14 in the nfl finished up uh last night with the rams victory over arizona in arizona but we played on sunday afternoon down in tampa bay it was a nice uh, little break for us to get uh, some sunshine and warm weather. And that was just one of a couple things that uh, I guess were, were good about the trip that we took down to Tampa. Um, unfortunately, we did not come away with the W, as uh, most people probably know. But I think I think what we showed in the second half, I think, you know, that, that, was, that was pretty much getting back to – the, the 2020 Buffalo Bills and kind of what we're, what we're used to being about and how we're used to playing. So, um, hopefully we can, we can, uh, you know, proud of the way the guys fought back in the second half, but, uh, hopefully we can use that momentum going into Sunday against the Carolina Panthers at home. It looked like our boy, Matty Hawk, had an unbelievable game. I was in the airport and I was flying back because it was our bye week, which we'll get into in a moment, but, it looked like he the the couple of punts that I saw. It looked like he was just hitting tanks. He was, yeah. This is uh, he's had a, he's had you know he's had about a month, you know, four or five games here where that he's stacked some some really strong games. So proud of him. He's done a great job for us this season. Obviously on the the punting side, but also on the holding side for T Bass as well. So uh, yeah, he Matt. I think that was probably. Um, I mean, I, probably his best game as a Buffalo Bill. Big clutch punt in overtime to knock knock the Bucks back down inside their ten yard line. And what was that, um, what was that like sixty? Yeah, I mean, sixty five yards or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he got a little bit of a bounce, but not much. I mean, I think he just he tanked that thing from the get go. So, pr- you know, proud of the guys. You know, it was good, good, te- good performance on special teams. Proud of the way the guys came back in the second half, but. I think uh, just my my last takeaway is, bro, Josh Allen, 
He is that dude. Even with a hurt foot, he's that dude. Yeah, even with a hurt foot. Yeah, I mean, I know you were kind of flying on the on the on the plane back to uh, back down to Miami, but I don't know how much you got to see. But that second half, he was uh, he was he was a freight train. Yeah, and he took over, and it was fun to watch. So I was on, so I was on the airplane for basically the entire second half and overtime, and I and I was frustrated because it was one of the new planes, and so it had like the the screen and the you know all the new technology except when i got on the plane and we got up in the air i tried to turn on the like live tv and there was no live tv it was just all movies and like you could select it you could select it so channel. surprising to me nowadays because when i felt like when we were kids we every time we would fly cross country or on a long flight you know multiple hours I feel like they had live TV. I don't know why. I think. Yeah, I don't know. It was. I mean, it just I, was like down. It has to, I'm sure it, it has was, to do with. It was an option. Like, you, like you could, like you could select the channel. It was just like black. It was so it just wasn't working. I don't know. Um, and so I also oh. didn't have didn't have Wi-Fi, so I couldn't. And this, <laughs> it's so funny because I was talking to one of our assistant coaches about it the other day. He he was like, "There's some funny." comedian out there that talks about like not having wi-fi enabled airplanes and it's like you're <laughs> you're flying on a metal box through the sky like a bird and you get there safely like <laughs> who are we to complain about Wi-Fi? <laughs> but i say all that to say that's that right I, i've, I I've that thought about that, that before I, yeah i i saw the score when when we landed i saw uh it looked like a uh, look like a missed maybe DPI on digs. And so I saw that highlight and just a couple of other clips, but I, the stat line, I mean, it looked like, looked like Josh had an unbelievable performance in the second half and was able to, to bring you guys back and at least put you in, in position to uh, have a chance against uh, the reigning Super Bowl champs. Also shout out to uh, our guy T Bass uh, hitting the clutch field goal to, t- to give us a chance in overtime uh, as a short field goal, but a big one. So props to him. And uh, you guys had your bye week. Can you, sh- you share any, anything to share any events that you happen to swing on into? So I, I went to Baton Rouge for the bye week and spent some time there with just some of my good friends from college was there uh, with uh, our very faithful listeners, Kylie and Caleb. And while there, we had Kylie's five-year-old, Parker. It was his his fifth birthday party. And we also went to a Cody Jinks concert. Uh, for those who don't know, he's a country artist. And our guys, uh, Flatland Calvary, who Dad and I are, are big fans of, they were opening for Cody. And so I was like, well, shoot, I'm not, you know, I'm not missing the show while they're performing an hour or so away. So I was like, I'm going to go, go make the trip and, and see them. Dad actually flew down for just like overnight to come watch the concert with us, but that was a good time. So, uh, really just hanging out with friends and and just relaxing during the bye week But, um, it, it was nice. I will say, uh, this was, 
the latest bye week I've ever even heard of. Like week 14 is to me, that's crazy to have a bye week that late, but I will say that it is, it is nice because it, it puts us in good position now to finish these last four games and you have fresh legs. It, it just gives you a, a chance to, to kind of recoup and, and, and do a little bit of self scout while you're um, getting ready for the last sort of quarter of the season. If that makes sense. So it was a grind getting to week 14, just playing that many straight. But I will say that once you actually are there, it, it is nice. And we had a, we had a Thursday night game in there. So we had like a little mini buy. Uh, but for the most part, it was, it was a, it was a long stretch of, of 14 games plus the, the three preseason games we had already played. So now we are ready to take on the Jets this weekend at home. We've got two away games. We're at New Orleans after Christmas, at uh, Nashville to play the Titans, and we finish at home versus the Patriots. So it uh, should be a good little little stretch here to end the season. Very nice. Yeah, we um, we have three of our last four at home, so definitely looking forward to – uh, that unfortunately you guys caught a break and we don't play you guys at home to end the season. Yeah. It's, so it, it's interesting because I was looking at the schedule when we, when it first came out and I was like, man, it really seems like that our only like cold game is going to be the, the Nashville game. Like the, the month that is surprising. Together, like even the last two weeks of November, we were, we were home and yeah, it was two home games. And then basically everything in December is either away, sorry, at, at home or our away game is inside in New Orleans. Plus, yeah, the you've night, played, the you, in there. So you've played at New England, at Buffalo, and at the Jets all before relatively December. Early. Yeah. And the Jets game, the Jets game was, it was like nice weather. Like it was like the sun was out. It was, kind of in the upper forties, mid, like low fifties. So it was, it was, it was nice. We, we got lucky. Cause I think like two weeks later it was, it, it was like blustery and windy up there. So kind of this time of year, you don't really know what to expect. Well, moving on from the recap, we have our after the snap clutch snap of the week. And this one, uh, you know, admittedly, I usually, you know, when I, when I'm looking uh, every week and I'm sure you do the same, you kind of look, I know a lot of our, Clutch snap snaps of the week have been either game winners or, uh, you know, to, you know, um, record breaking, uh, you know, field goal snaps, different things like that. But I think this one, um, takes the cake for me. Uh, did you, did you watch the Army Navy game? I did. And so I was in, I was in Baton Rouge with Kylie and the rest of the crew. And I, I saw that fake happen live. Yes, I did watch the game. Our after-the-snap clutch snap of the week, Navy long snapper Ethan Nguyen for his punt snap to the up-back uh, linebacker Diego Fago for a crucial first down in the uh, historic Army-Navy game. So you did, did you? So I was not watching. Uh, we were traveling uh, to Tampa at the time. You were watching the game. Did you see this fake happen? Yeah, I did, actually. And I was hyped because – Anytime you get a fake punt, any kind of special teams action, it's always, it's always a fun, it, it just makes the game fun. And so 
I think I can't remember who told me this, but I was at football yesterday and somebody mentioned that Fago actually said that he didn't know that the fake was on. Like he was like he was yeah. surprised when the ball was like snapped. That's to him. part of the reason that I wanted to put him on the clutch snap of the week because he didn't even know. Yeah. He I I mean surely the the snapper was uh, maybe the linebacker didn't get the call. Yeah. Or something. I don't That's even know, but the fact that he was not expecting it and still caught it, you know, at that close range and took it around the edge for the first down. That's incredible. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know what they're looking at when they, I mean, I've never played. It had to been a short, I've, short side of the short man side of the field. I've never looked at, or I've never played like personal protector or anything, obviously, because I've always been the one snapping the ball, but I would imagine that they're probably not looking directly at the ball if they're just expecting to punt the ball. So my guess is that he was looking at the defense, like the the punt return team, like seeing who he's about to block if they try to rush the punt. And he, the ball like is just coming right at him. So yeah, props to props to him for the heads up play. I mean, it was, uh, like you said, it was a big first down that ended up helping them seal the deal. And though they are not having a great season, I think they're, I think they finished like four and eight. That game for both of those teams, you could not win a game all season. And you win Army Navy, that's like bragging. It's a right successful year. 100%. Successful 100%. year. And congrats on uh, our week NFL. It's technically an NFL week 14, but it was the, the, the clutch snap of the week for after the snap. All right, jumping into some college football action. We had bowl games announced uh, last week. Have you been able to look at some of the matchups? I know um, most people are looking at the playoff matchups, and I, we're going to hit on those first just because I think those are interesting to talk about. But have you gotten a chance to look at some of the other bowls uh, that are being played up until the playoff games? This is probably one of my favorite lineups of bowl games since I, I mean, obviously last year and this year, since I've been out of college, just watching bowl games, like this is, I'm, I'm really excited for this one because there's some really good, like high ranked matchups that are being played outside of just the, the top four for the college football playoff. But uh, we can get into those in just a minute. Yeah, I think there's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I think there's probably, I want to say maybe 40 bowl games something like that maybe 42 yeah they, I, I think can't they remember actually, off the- i think they added a bowl game this year to give there was like there were like one or two teams one extra that, team yeah, yeah yeah that needed a bowl or that had a bowl eligibility that, six wins that couldn't right. get in yep to me that's always been weird because like like i think when jake abraham our friend was at georgia southern like they were bowl eligible and didn't make it into a bowl like just just because you're bowl eligible doesn't mean you're bowl guaranteed. What's your opinion on that? I don't, I always thought six wins guaranteed you a bowl game. No, that just makes you eligible to play in a bowl game. You still have to be invited oh. to play in the bowl. Oh, I was not aware. Yeah. Interesting. It, yeah, I, yeah I didn't know that. It doesn't happen that often because 
obviously like the last one that comes to my memory is from when you were in college. Cause Je- you and Jake were the same age. I remember there, it was just a big deal that, you know, they were making a big deal of, of Georgia Southern not being invited to a bowl game, even though they had won six games. But this year it looks like they added, added the bowl game for all bowl eligible teams to be playing to go to a bowl. one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, what you just said, uh, there's a lot of great matchups. I think if you look at all, you know, 40, whatever bowl games there are, there's a large chunk that are kind of just the third tier of bowl game. You know, there's three tiers. There's a, there's a large bottom tier. There are 84 bowl deserving teams, according to ESPN. So there you go. So 84. So that's, so yeah. split that in half. And that's yeah. how many bowls there are. 42. Yeah. So 40. So that's there. There you go. 42 bowls. I'd say between bowl games, 42 to, I don't know, 12. That's probably a large tier where you get those games that not a ton of people are tuning into. But then you have the second tier where, which is kind of what you're hitting on, where you have a lot of those high ranked teams, those top 20 matchups where, uh, you know, for example, Oregon, Oklahoma, uh, Michigan State, Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh's got, uh, one of the runners up for the Heisman up at quarterback, uh, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. That's going to be a great matchup. I think you've got that second tier, which is, which is where, Probably I, I'm going to say the best games are taking place, yep. right? And then you've got the top, which is the playoff ma- the playoff uh, games, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I think if you look at the the best the best of the rest outside of the playoff matchups, Alamo Bowl, Oregon, Oklahoma, fa- Oklahoma's favored by four. Bob Stoops is coming back to coach, uh, so I'll be tuning in since uh, Lincoln Riley left for USC. Uh, the Peach Bowl, Michigan State, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's favored by four. You know, Michigan State uh, beat Michigan early in the year, I believe, and Pittsburgh got a uh, got a like I said, a Heisman runner-up as their starting quarterback. And the Fiesta Bowl, I think it, this is probably the game I'm mo- I'm most looking forward to watching is Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is favored by uh, a field goal. So some great, some I think some really great games. And I can't wait to pick them for our family family bowl pick them. Shout out to uh, Uncle Scott there, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a great bowl season, I think. Let's get into the playoffs just before we dive a little bit deeper into those other bowl games. Seeds one and four, uh, Alabama and Cincinnati will be meeting up in the Cotton Bowl. Neither you nor I ever played in the Cotton Bowl. That was always one that I wanted to play in because for whatever reason that one was like supposed to have like all the best bowl gifts. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true. That was just like the rumor. I, I think it, it is true. I heard the same thing when I was going through at LSU. I, I think that is still, I think that still remains true. So Cincinnati undefeated Alabama, one loss to Texas A&M and they're the sec champs just beat Georgia in somewhat of a disrespectful fashion. I mean, it wasn't even – I mean, it was close to start, and then it just – Alabama does what they always do, and they just pulled away. Does Does Cincinnati have a chance? Gosh, this is so hard. I think the only way they have a chance is they got to score like 21 in the first half. This is something that we – this is something that we always said and didn't work a lot, obviously, because we only beat Bama once. 
you can never score enough points against Alabama. Like you can't stop scoring because this, as soon as you stop scoring, you'll turn around and they'll be up two more touchdowns. Exactly. Especially with, especially with as high powered of an offense as they have now, they used to be known for their defense, but now they're just the run and gun, you know, just score a gazillion points. And now, I mean, with a Heisman winning quarterback, you can't score enough points. And so you're right. You're right. You have to score. You yeah. have to score three I mean, touchdowns I, in the I, first half for sure. I think they have to play the perfect game, right? They have to play the perfect game. They have to, you know, score. I think they've got to score 21 in the first half. And I think total game, you've got to get like three turnovers. Bryce because Young, Bryce Young has to throw two picks or something like in like, right. like, like backed up. Like you, like right. Cincinnati has to start like in the, like in plus territory and right. they have to score on both on both of those turnovers in order to to have a shot. In my opinion, sure. As a Cincinnati fan, I think you you have to believe you have a chance. I personally don't think they have a chance. I think that's the majority. Think you know majority of college football fans would probably say the same thing. But I think um, Cincinnati Cincinnati said they want Bama. I know. I know and they're 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 getting them. Famous last words is exactly right. But has uh, that ever worked out for anybody? Like <laughs> that's a great question. When we beat them in nineteen, I don't remember anybody before the game saying we, like chanting "We want Bama." Yeah, it's, I don't. Like, uh, that's, that it, that like never. It's like famous last words. Like hold my beer. No, it's actually right. famous last words. We want Bama. I, yeah, I'm picking Bama for this. I'm assuming you're doing the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't see them. I don't see them losing. Especially being such a, I think the I think the Vegas line, Bama's favored by two touchdowns. I think if that was like one touchdown or even like ten points, maybe I would feel differently. But I think that it's two touchdowns. I think I think if Bama plays their game as much as I hate to say that, I think if Bama plays their game, it doesn't matter what Cincinnati does, and Bama's going to win by three scores. I'm thinking like forty-two to ten. I'm thinking like Bama by at least three scores. On the other side, we've got Georgia and Michigan playing in the Orange Bowl. This is Michigan's first trip to the college football playoff. They won the Big Ten, and Georgia uh, just lost in the SEC championship to, formerly mentioned, Alabama. Georgia is a a a 7.5 point favorite in this game. I think think a lot of that stems from they want – they want to show what they're all about after getting embarrassed in Atlanta. They have to. You have to because – But Alabama was by far and away the best offense they faced this season. So it's not a super surprise that they got lit up. I think um, a little surprised they got lit up the way they did. I think the the line is expecting – them to hold Michigan probably to under 20 points. Michigan's got that really good defensive end that is a Heisman finalist or was a Heisman finalist. And Georgia has, I can't remember his name. I think it's Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Um, That's the Michigan DN. Yeah. And then Georgia's got obviously big Jordan Davis. So both teams obviously known for their defense and will probably run the ball quite a bit. If I had to assume I'm going to take Georgia. I think that the way that they played last Saturday in the SEC championship was not 
representative of their body of work of this season. I think they're better than the way that they played. Obviously, Bama is always going to be a tough, tough team to beat. But I think that if they can get past Michigan, I think that it's, it's hard to beat a team twice. I think that they might have a shot to take the second matchup against Alabama if they can get there. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, I picked Michigan. The reason I'm saying that is the way Michigan looked, now given Iowa not a great offense in the Big Ten Championship, the way that they looked and the way that they kind of got hot there at the end and scored uh, you know, a couple of touchdowns pretty late in the game, I think they're going to ride that momentum. I know it's tough to ride it a month later, um, basically, but I think they're going to they're going to take that and they're going to say, you know, we we belong in the final game, and that D end Hutchinson is the real deal, dude. I watched a clip of him that I saw on Twitter against, oh, I think it was Ohio State. He was like talking trash to the offensive tackle pre snap, and then proceeded to just run through this run through the offensive tackle. Yeah. He's a dog on his way to the quarterback. No pun intended. That one's going to be here in Miami. There's going to be a lot of buzz around town for that game. I might have to Michigan travels pretty well, I think. So you might have a, uh, a large Wolverine contingency there. I might actually, I might see if I can find how somehow find my way into the stadium for that game. That would be pretty cool. Because we don't leave until Saturday for the game in Nashville. You want to talk about these other games that are on the on the docket? A couple yeah, what were your – A couple of which I you know, mentioned earlier. Yeah, I know you had a couple. I, you know, I mentioned mine before. I know you had a couple that you were looking at outside of the outside of the playoff matchups. I know you got a couple. What, what do you got? Fiesta Bowl um, that that we you already spoke about earlier uh, top ten matchup which I think is going to be a really good game. I'm going to take OK State in that game. Actually, I know Notre Dame is a is a field goal I favorite. I think Oklahoma which, State is going to win as well. A field goal favorite to me is basically just a coin to a coin yeah, toss, especially in a bowl game. So and it's in it. I'm sure it's hard for Vegas to do these lines on bowl games because. There's no like similar matchups because it's different out of conference and just, you know, these teams haven't played each other a lot. So, uh, but I got okay state in that game. And then I also wanted to mention the, the peach bowl that you spoke about earlier because there was actually some big news out of Pittsburgh this past week as it relates to some NCAA rule changes. And, I'm sure that you saw it on your um, on, on your timeline at some point, but the quarterback for Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, who is a Heisman finalist, was a Heisman finalist, like you mentioned, had a play where he he faked a slide against Wake Forest. Uh, yes, I did see this, and he he like ran up to to like towards the defender, like he was getting ready to slide. He was like kind of leaning back. And then, so and as a result, those Wake Forest defenders, they just like stopped Yeah, because all they've taught these defenders to do for the last don't touch three or four years is don't touch him when he slides. Like you're going to get a 15 yard penalty. And so all of them are literally just like standing straight up. Like they stop running. Kenny Pickett takes off 
and does not slide and he gets he rips off another maybe 20 25 yards as a result of that the NCAA rules committee changed the rule in less than a week they and and now i mean props to Kenny Pickett because he has now left his legacy and left his impact on, on the college football rules like he literally got a rule changed because of a play that he made so uh, i've i've always wondered quarterbacks that you know the 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 play where you f- you kind of like fake like you're going out of bounds and then you but like you, you know cuz once you get within a yard once you get it when a, within a yard ish of the sideline defenders tend to slow up a little bit so if you kind of like you know slow guy you know i've always wondered if guys would ever fake out slowing out of bounds and then jet back you know ju- jerk juke back inside and gain an extra you know i don't know a couple maybe four three or four yards instead of going out of bounds on their own but I don't. I, I remember seeing it for the first time. This fake slide by Kenny Pickett. I don't, I don't think I'll ever forget it. But that that is crazy that the rule changed within a week. I did not see that. And then after that, for me, uh, Baylor Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. That's number seven. The Fighting Dave Arandas. Yep. Versus Against the, the Fighting Kiffins. Versus the Fighting Lane Kiffins. I think the Fiesta Bowl is probably. I think the Orange Bowl, Georgia, Michigan, is my number one. Okay. Game to watch. I think the Fiesta Bowl is probably number two. I think the Sugar Bowl might be number three. I'm curious your because your Corral. I think Corral is going to try to ball out. Yeah, to to show like I should have to been. boost his draft stock. Well, he he should have been a, a Heisman finalist. Yeah, when he yep. wasn't, and I think that that's that's going to provide an extra little bit of motivation for him. I was just curious to see your opinion on Miss on Ole Miss because they are their number they're ranked number eight currently. They are not favored in their game against Baylor. Baylor's a two point favorite. Ole Miss has only beat two ranked opponents this year. My question to you is is Ole Miss a legit contender in like the top ten of college football slash like, do they have a shot under Kiffin at winning a championship? I think Kiffin is good enough to win one because he's been, he was at Alabama for two, maybe. So I, I think the ingredients are there. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what their quarterback situation is, but it's, it's similar to the NFL. You, you gotta have, you know, that's where it starts and ends with great teams is is a great quarterback. I mean, look at look at Alabama. They've always got a guy back there that you know is going to ball out in the biggest games. LSU a couple of years ago, Joey Burrow, right? So after you know Corral, I think he's done. He's leaving after this season. I don't know who they've got behind him. I'm assuming it's it's you know a legit dude, and I'm sure Kiffin's going to you know finagle his way into having a, a great offense next year as well, but. Are they a legit contender? I'll believe it when I see it. I think they're just trying to build until they can get Arch Manning there and then win a championship. Because <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, he's what is he? A couple years away? I think he's he, he's like a fre- he's like a freshman or sophomore. Sophomore, maybe. I don't know that. I guess Kiffin will stay that long. Like, 
I mean, I don't know. Name, I mean, his I, name was being tossed around in in a couple of different circles this year for the for the different coaching carousel, but I don't know. Like he's built something really good there in in Oxford. Like yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't see him really leaving to go anywhere because I think he likes. I mean, he did it at FAU. I think he likes just like building his own success. He doesn't, he doesn't want to have to go into somewhere kind of like Lincoln Riley is where it's like already kind of put together for you or like Brent Venables is going to Oklahoma. Like they have been, uh, they've been to the playoffs several times already. Like he's like what he's about to do in Norman, Oklahoma is not, I shouldn't say it's not difficult, but it's it's a lot easier of a road going there. So I think that Lane Kiffin probably has the mindset of like, I've built this from the ground up. Yep. Because Ole Miss was was pretty good under Freeze, but they weren't like great playoff talk good. Yep. So I think that he would probably stick around, and I think Arch Manning is probably his. I mean, he is his number one target. Like he's. He's the only person right. that Lane Kiffin follows on Instagram. Like that's all he wants. So I think yep. that he, I think that he probably thinks that if he can get him there, that they've got a serious shot at, at winning a natty here soon. The last game that I wanted to bring up just because it's relevant to us is the Texas bowl. And uh, LSU will be taking on uh, K state and K state is a field goal favorite, but I personally loved the Texas Bowl experience. That was the year that you and I were together yep. in Baton Rouge. Best and bowl gifts because it was a belt buckle. Yes, a belt buckle. And remember they like branded LSU onto like a plank of wood for us? Do you remember that? I don't. They like it was literally like a plank of wood and it was they literally like branded, like burned LSU onto it and you could like put it up in your room or whatever. It was a belt buckle and I'll have to find that. I think I still have it somewhere. I do. Um, I think I definitely do. I just don't, I don't know where mine is, nor do I know how to, this is like, I mean, I've never worn one before, but I don't think I ever, I don't think I know how to put one on a belt. They have loops on them. Does LSU have a quarterback? I guess Nussmeyer is going to play in the game. He's, uh, He's one game away from from burning his red shirt. So, like, do you do you play what? him? I don't know because so so just for some context, Miles Brennan has entered the transfer portal, as we knew, and now Max Johnson has announced that he is going in the transfer portal as well. That only leaves Nussmeyer and some walk-ons to play quarterback. So, I guess like. If they want to have a, if they want to put a team on the field, they have to like you have to play Nussmeyer, which is unfortunate because he could save that extra year. But I don't think see that that makes me think he's that they don't want to use him. I mean, but who knows? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't even know. I didn't know anybody past Nuss. I don't know anybody past Nussmeyer, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. That's out in Houston. And uh, that'll be a, a large LSU contingent there because of such the because of such a big alumni base there in Houston. So number um, number one, I think it's the number one uh, alumni location. I think it is, and then Atlanta actually outside of outside of Louisiana. Uh, it'll be a fun one to watch, but 
that'll also give the players a sort of first impression for Brian Kelly going into his first spring in Baton Rouge. I think a couple of things, you know, it's the seniors last game. So they're going to want to go out strong as always. The players that want to be a part of Brian Kelly's plans going forward, I think they're going to want to put their best foot forward in the Texas Bowl. That's kind of what I'll be watching for, honestly, is go out there, compete. Kansas State's a good squad. Yeah, I mean, go, you know, try to put the best product on the field. I know they got in the interim uh, coach. I think he's the O-line coach. We'll be coaching for this game. But, yeah, play, the, you know, players trying to make a good impression for Brian Kelly going into next season, going into this offseason, spring practice in a couple months, and then heading into training camp and, and next season, I think will be the most important thing that comes from this bowl game. Well, that is a wrap on – this week's pod. Thanks for joining us and let us know what bowl games you guys are looking forward to because bowl season is, is one of my favorite times of the year, right around Christmas. It's kind of the, it's that gap time in between Christmas and new years where like time doesn't really exist. There's like a conspiracy theory that like, like that week doesn't actually matter. Like nothing that you do in that time actually exists. And that's probably because there are bowl games to look forward to. And that's really all you care about. Let us know what bowl games you're looking forward to and who you want to uh, win those games. So uh, as always, you can follow us on social media at after the snap pod, Instagram and Twitter, and uh, go subscribe while you're listening uh, to our outro music because it's some great music. But as always, this has been After the Snap, tales from two brothers who live life upside down. <laughs>